Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Thoughtful Intentions. I'm your host, Fiona Winch, and today I'm joined by my dear friend, Michaela Kramer. Michaela is a current Principal's Associate Casting Director and Extras Casting Director, going on her fifth year working at Boston Casting. Although she always thought she would be a famous actor, Michaela has fallen in love with the marriage of business and creativity that casting brings. Along with casting, Michaela also teaches acting. Please welcome Michaela. Yay! Welcome! How are you? I'm good. I am so excited to do this, especially because I haven't done one of these with someone else in quite some time. And I'm just so excited that it gets to be you. (laughs) Back on the grid. I know. I know. Um, so for everyone listening, Michaela, um, Michaela is one of my best friends. We went to college together, studied abroad together, lived abroad together. Um, and the rest is kind of history. She, she comes down to New York as much as she can. And I go up to Boston and I just, I don't know, I'm just so grateful for your friendship. So thank you for, um, entertaining me today. Thanks for having me, Lita. Of course. Um, so today we're going to talk about your career in casting. What surprised you? What's felt right? How to navigate your early twenties, living alone, um, learning how to be your biggest advocate in the acting world and non-acting world and how to trust yourself. Um, And as you are my first guest of 2023, I kind of wanted to try something a little bit new. Okay. Um, My friends in New York and I do this all the time. And I, I just made my brother and our friend Alice do it at Christmas. And then I actually just made my dad do it on his birthday last week. And then the rest of my family did it too. (laughs) Um, But we it's called rosebud thorn. So you know what I'm talking about. I think so. Think so right. Okay. So it's like your rose is something, um, something good about the past year. Your thorn is something not as good. And your bud is something you're looking forward to. So I thought we could just like do it for 2022. Um, just, you know, just to kick things off. It's sure. a little bit different than like, just, you know, your standard, um, resolution kind of chat. No, I love that. Um, so I'm big, I'm a big goals gal. So I, I very much like, like these types of conversations. Um, my rose would be my boyfriend. Um, his name is Jack. He is the bee's knees. Lord um, John. Yes. Also known as Lord John, uh, <laughs> side, sidebar that somehow he's a Lord in, I honestly forget where it is. It's like Switzerland or something. Apparently like, actually, yeah, you can do it online. It's not it's not a real thing. He paid like a hundred bucks and and now is a lawyer. Stop it. That's so funny. He is a funny dude. Um sorry, and then what was the next one? Thorn is something not as good. Um, not as good. I can focus more on my health, which I hope to do in 2023. Mm-hmm. You know, navigating your later 20s. There's so much going on that you can't focus on everything all at once as much as you'd like to. So that's definitely a focus that I'd love to bring into 2023 and, and health as an overall aspect, right? So it's balancing act. Um, but you know, balancing more work in life and moving your body and cooking more and things like that. I feel like it's a really an adjustment in this time too, because it's like, and this is going to sound I don't, I don't want this to sound like obnoxious, but like when you get to this age and then all of a sudden some things don't 
work as well or as quickly as you want them to health wise. And, and I mean, I just went to the doctors and they told me like three things that were wrong with me that were never wrong with me before. And I'm like, Oh, great. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, like. like I'm getting old Fiona. If I don't take my vitamins, I like feel it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But, um, okay. And then what was the last one? Um, your butt is something you're looking forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to traveling a little bit more this year. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure where I'm going to go yet, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we do have one trip planned, but where's it? Where's the one trip? We're going to, well, it's just, it's Florida, but it's somewhere I've never been in Florida and a Maria Island. Oh, um, so I'm excited to, to test that out, but you know, I mean, traveling looks different in different ways too. Like even, even there's parts of new England that I've never even known yeah you know, or yeah. seen or experience. So I'd love to do that. And, uh, I guess the balancing act can trickle into that answer. Too. Like a work life balance or just like a life, life balance, work, life, 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 you uh-huh. know, it's, um, family life, friends, yeah, life, social. Exactly. Life. Yeah. It's funny because like I said before, like you can really only focus on certain things or certain qualities at a certain time. So you can't focus on something else until X, Y, and Z is set in stone. So, um, like, so as opposed to like, um, multitasking in, I guess so. I'm not the best multitasker. I, I tend to mm-hmm. do an all or nothing on most aspects of my life, which, mm-hmm. you know, is totally a blessing and a curse. Yeah. But, um, but in terms of, of balance, you know, it, it's just all just keeping everything, you know, even keel, I think would be, would be the best. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing that I want to introduce. Okay. Th- this is actually my word for this year is discipline because it's not like giving things up necessarily, but just introducing a little bit more discipline in my life. Um, I feel like the past two years and maybe you'll relate to this experience, but like, I feel like I kind of, uh, gave myself a little bit of slack in a lot of areas I didn't previously slack in. And that's understandable. I mean, we've been in a crazy time of, you know, um, depressing pandemic world. So it was, it was probably for the best, but now it's like, okay, it's time to reintroduce some discipline. Totally. That's funny though, because discipline scares me. I don't like discipline. Like the word? Yeah. I don't like being told what to do. Like you can't tell me what to do. But it's not like from someone else. It's like from yourself. Even to myself, that doesn't work for me. What works for me is I'll give you my mantra for the year and it's stay in your shoes, which essentially means, you know, focus on what you need to focus on, get the things you need to get done, you don't need to get caught up in everything else, mm-hmm. you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not your business, nor does it matter. So, you know, I kind of like that way of thinking, at least mm-hmm. for myself, because, yeah. because once I get into like discipline and things like that, it trickles into the all or nothing aspects. Right? I know. No, you're right. I mean, there is a fine line about like, um, uh, making this your entire personality or also making it a toxic thing. Like, I don't want to, veer into anything toxic, but just like delayed gratification. Let's put it that way. You know, like there's, there's certain things I know I should do before I get the treat that I have promised myself. So just like do those things first and then the rest will, you know, I'll get to, I love that. I'll still get the gratification. 
Um, okay. Well, the first thing I wanted to touch on is um, your work and how you got into casting. Um, we studied acting together and I know that was your pursuit. And then I think I know this story about what that little acorn was of the idea and how it grew into this big, fabulous tree. But um, I was just kind of laughing because, I mean, first of all, I can't believe it's your fifth year. That's insane. So crazy. But I was just reading back through my journal when I was putting um, my little art book zine together five years unplanned. And I have an entry in there from 2018 where Cameron and I went to visit you in Boston. And I literally said in it, um, Michaela, the, the day we arrived, Michaela found out she got an internship at Boston casting. We're going to celebrate tonight. Isn't that crazy? Funny. I know. Yeah. Life works in very, very, very mysterious ways. So Essentially, I had been acting and doing musical theater and all that jazz, jazz, you know, pun intended. But um, since I was five and I loved it, it's all I kind of knew. And I think because it was all I knew, the older I got, I didn't have that spark in my heart for it anymore. And, you know, Mm -hmm. as actors, as performers, you have to have that. And I don't ever think it was that I doubted my talent, to be honest. I never doubted my talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I loved it. I, I loved all those aspects. However, I didn't see a conducive future for myself in it. Do you remember when you started having those feelings, like when that started coming on? Yep. So it was senior year. Um, and when we uh, were all going into panic mode. <laughs> yeah. When, as, as you do as a senior yeah, in college, yeah. you know, and I had, I had a couple of professors that I was very, very close with, and they were really, really fantastic mentors. And I started, uh, I started understanding that this might not be the thing for me, but I didn't, but it's funny though. It never really scared me that I was thinking that, which is kind of crazy to look back on. And in the grand scheme of things is actually the thing that catapulted me into what I do now and what I'll continue to do forever. And, and so, yeah, we had, you know, a few different conversations. It actually just came up in class one day. I think it was acting for the camera. And part of the sequence was directing and and being on the other side of the table and things like that. And I don't know what it was, but all of a sudden I was like, Oh my bananas! I think this is what I should do. Ugh. And my direct, my professor was like, "Yeah, no kidding! I totally agree." And so that's where the the seed was planted. Mm-hmm. And so then after graduation, I still didn't have totally a set plan. I basically, mm-hmm. in my mind, was saying, "Okay, I'm going to take it three months increments at a time." So actually, when I graduated the same day I hopped a plane a few hours later oh, yeah. to Cannes so mm-hmm. I went and worked with the Cannes Film Festival for I think I was about a month in France yep in France and that was incredible a lot of work uh a lot of networking you know you meet like the best of the best there and that really opened up my eyes and I loved that world as a whole mm-hmm. and then and then I had a plan to go intern at Boston Casting after that. Because you're uh, Boston born and raised. I was about to say, yes. So, yeah. it, so it's important to also include that I am from the suburbs in Boston. So basically, in my mind, I was like, you know, I can live at home for the summer. I can figure it out. And then we'll go from there. Right. 
Uh, totally, completely fell in love with Boston Casting. It's a woman-run, women-owned business, which is really cool, you know. Um, and I was an intern, but I hopped right in there. I was, I was. You were hungry. I was, I was hungry, you know, and I had just graduated and I was ready to learn. I was totally ready, available, you know, doing all those things. Actually, I should also include that during that time, I was also working uh, at my stepfather's factory, which, or one of them, right? bra factory, which, Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, so I was, I was doing all the things I was trying to make money. I was trying to get and get my foot in the door. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think because of that, sometimes when the more busy you are, the better you get at juggling it all, you know? And, um, and so it was, you know, gearing towards the end of the summer, I knew I wanted to work for them. Uh, so essentially I was kind of like, listen, like I have to work for you. I was like, I have to. That's I, such I, a good feeling though. I to love like find a place that you feel like at home well, and you can see. Good feeling, but it wasn't set in stone that I was getting a job. You know, uh-huh. you, you could be the best intern ever. Right. Yeah. And yeah it's kind of all timing sometimes, especially in the entertainment industry. So to be honest, I was kind of really throwing myself out there. I was, I basically, you know, I basically said, I have to work for you. Okay. But and this, none of this surprises me because like you are extreme, you're very hardworking and extremely like intentional with your, um, when you know, you want to do something, you're very vocal about it. (laughs) Like you're going to get it. But you know, but you know, it's funny as I I can get or see where that can be kind of a blessing and a curse. But you know, in today's day and age, if you're not your own biggest advocate, no one's gonna be. Uh, you're le- you're yeah. you know, you only have yourself in this world, and and no one can read your brain. There's no that portion, you know. And also, no one's gonna hold your hand, you know. So, yeah. so with all those things in my head, you know, I kind of had nothing to lose but I had a lot to gain if I figured it out, you know? So I did. So I started as office manager and, um, you know, quickly, quickly, uh, got onto more things, more projects, different titles, things like that. Um, but you know, there's something to be said about being a part of something that's growing and that's going to continue to grow. So Boston, if you don't know the market very well, Boston is, essentially equivalent to like Toronto, Atlanta, um, sometimes New York, North Carolina, places mm-hmm. like that. It's an ever-growing epicenter, but on a smaller scale than right. compared to, you know, LA. Yeah. And to be honest, I really loved that because, uh, did you ever see yourself going to LA? Um, no, I kind of hate Maybe. LA. Since yeah. all the LAers, I know that Probably there's some of you listening (laughs) and I totally see the hype. I, I see the appeal. However, LA was never for me and I knew it was never for me. I I couldn't even really explain why I just knew it wasn't for me. Okay. So you started off intern office manager, worked your way up, um, being your biggest advocate, your own biggest advocate and, and so to speak the boring term, but the, um, I don't even know what I'm saying climbing the ladder, you know, climbing the ladder. Um, what has surprised you about the work? And I guess I should also ask, like, if there are people listening who are not in the industry, 
what what is what does a casting associate do? What does a casting director do so, on a project? So it's so funny. This, I guess, we're answering two different questions. Yeah, here. two different questions. So what surprised me was the amount of work. You know, I I always knew it was a lot of work, but something that did come a little bit as a shock was you have to work your booty off anywhere in the entertainment industry. And it's a lot of work. Like when I tell you, when I first started, there was days where we'd be at the office until midnight, still working, you know, and yeah, and weekends and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And I, I still work overtime sometimes, but I am working on finding a balance with that. But, um, but in terms of what we do, that's, I mean, changes honestly every day and looks very different after the pandemic. So, mm. uh, you know, the process of having actors come in and reading and working out scenes oh, and things sure. like that. Then going to video, right? Yeah. So a lot oh. of it is now self-tapes or Zoom, you know, sessions or callbacks. Do you think that's better? I think once... I think if we could find a middle ground with both, it would be really awesome. And I think that there's a lot. Do you do callbacks in person? Most of the time. Yeah. I feel like that you would need. Yeah. Most of the time callbacks are either like on Zoom or in person. Um, But, you know, again, that's a balancing act, right? So it's Mm -hmm. a balance of trying to figure out what used to work, what we learned after the pandemic that can actually really benefit a lot of people. But yeah, but the process as a whole looks very different right now but again it's evolving do you, so I, I was gonna say do you think it, it has something to do with just the after effects of the pandemic or do you think it's the way that the industry as a whole is evolving and like kind of changing the landscape a little bit I think it's a mixed bag a little bit so okay. I I basically worked through mo- most of the pandemic um and which is crazy because it's like I mean, the entertainment industry as a whole really shut down. Yeah. That's and not, that's, that's not as anyone listening knows that that's not a surprise. Everyone yes. And yeah. so, but, but, you know, that was part of another cool thing where I was being brought into being part of the solution. And, mm. and I think that also cultivates into, you know, the whole idea of you're always in learning mode because you can do something for, you can act since you're five years old, right? Mm-hmm. Think, you know, everything. If I kept going, I'd learn something new every time. So, you know, I think that that's a huge thing and also ties into your work ethic and how you advocate for yourself and all those things is, is you always have to be in learning mode and you always have to be willing to learn and challenge yourself and try other things because if you don't, nothing grows. So I think without going into all the nitty gritty of it, I think being part of the solution and evolving as we go even though, you know, it was a pandemic that catapulted us into that. Um, I think a lot, a lot of the industry has benefited from it in the, in the end. This is reminds me of something that Lauren Isha shared today, her, her new mantra, um, or not new, but adjusted mantra from everything happens for a reason to everything happens to create opportunity. Um, opportunity for growth if you so choose. Um, so it like kind of gives a more active choice involved of what you do with that after the thing happens. 
Absolutely, you know, and again, that also is intertwined with, you know, don't play the victim, try to figure things out. It's, it's all, it's, it's all very connected, you know, and, and it's funny because something I have learned is, you know, you can talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. And, and if you're not actively trying new things and trying to do this and that, and you're just like, oh, I wish I would do it. No dice. Nothing's going to change. Well, I also feel like, I mean, and I think this could also be part of the pandemic life is, is where you just have so much time to think about things versus actually do the thing and just trial and error. Cause that's been the best way for me to learn is trial and error and just do it. And, oh, I didn't actually like that as much as I thought I would, or, oh, I like this more than I thought I would. So re-entering kind of a world where that's more possible and like just putting yourself out there and trying the thing. And, and if you don't like it, okay, you probably, maybe you spent a little money, maybe you spent a little time, but it's not the end of the world. You know, it's okay. Absolutely. You keep going. You keep going with the, that collected information. Totally. I agree. Okay. So looking back, did, um, younger Michaela imagine this Michaela to be in casting? Did you, what did you envision for post-grad? Oh no, I thought I was going to be famous. I don't think you understand. I, I had no no other plan for myself. I, and I, I don't, I don't even mean that in like a, like a, Oh, I thought I was crazy way. Uh No, I truly thought I was going to be some sort of movie star. I, there's no doubt in my mind. And, um, you know, when I told my parents, I wanted to go to college for acting and musical theater and, and things like that. And they thought I was a little crazy at first, you know, how can you Did they? Were you the first in your family to like do theater? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm the first and the only one as of right now. Um, I do have four siblings, so never say never, but, Mm -hmm. um, my bubby, was a child prodigy for piano from Cuba. Mm. Oh. And I think that's where the performance and the musicality and things like that come from. But in terms of making a living from sure. it, mm-hmm. I was the only one except for her to ever. Do you know what's uh, so funny about the way that I feel like I've seen the job market shift in recent years is like even before the pandemic, it, it was so hard to imagine doing anything else with a degree that was outside, you know, the industry you're looking in. And now I feel like it's actually valued if people are like, oh, you have different life experiences. Like you have different, a different background. That's, that's cool. And that, and that will bring in different, like a different thought process and a different um, way of looking at a problem or solution. And completely, I'm glad that it's being more valued. Oh yeah, completely. For me, it was really just the study of humans and how they work and how they interact. And, and that was the thing that interest interested me the most always, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's also what makes me really in love with my job and, and really passionate about it now is because, you know, I know the language of acting. I mean, do you think it's benefited your eye as a casting director? Totally. I think not only that, but I think it's acting, it's a certain language and it's a certain way of communicating and seeing what makes you tick and seeing the fire in your belly and figuring things out that way. And mm-hmm. I think that also ties into teaching. I think that's yeah. why I love teaching as well. 
Um, you know, I work with mostly kids under 18 and that's so fun and they're fearless, you know, and that's yeah. so cool to see because, you know, they're not afraid of anything. They'll, they'll try something once and then do it completely different another time or in the most obscure way I ever could possibly give them. And they don't question anything, you know, because they're, they're not afraid to fail, you mm-hmm. know, when you're a kid fail forward. And I think that's something that adult actors struggle with a lot is mm-hmm. the idea of failure and the idea that if you do it a different way, it's not going to work or something like that. And, and to be honest, like, then you're never going to figure it out. But I feel like there's, there's a layer to acting as an adult when it's like, it is your livelihood and failing can mean like, missing a paycheck and you can't put that it's like hard not to put that much pressure on it Absolutely. I don't know I mean I can't I can't even speak from real real experience in that capacity because I feel like a lot of, well I mean I auditioned plenty but I can say that I have felt more liberated creatively when I have not had to rely on that for to make ends meet you know which absolutely makes sense but at the same time uh you're not an interesting actor if you don't you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and so, and so I think that that ties into, you know, knowing that you have, you to, have to believe in yourself. Yeah. You got to yeah. be, again, you know, I probably sound like a broken record at this point, but you have to be your own biggest advocate. You got to be in learning mode. You have to keep trying new things. Cause if you don't, it's stale, it doesn't work. You're not a real new human. You are know? There, okay. So like, are there green flags or red flags that you see across the board for actors? Oh, absolutely. I know right away if you did any sort of character breakdown for yourself. Um, I know right away if you know who you're talking to, where you are. Um, you know, if we're in the room, I know if you're nervous, which is okay. It's okay to be nervous. Mm-hmm. The problem with nerves is that it really shuts you down sometimes depending mm-hmm. on who it is green flags, you know, you've probably heard this from other people, but if you got it, you got it, you know, and, and the people, the people, the ones that get it are the ones who are fearless, you know, the ones who are just understanding that all you're doing is talking to another human and that's it. Mm. You know, when you strip it all down, it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, ties down to the definition of acting, acting is reacting, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I know right away when you're watching yourself, whether it's in a self tape, whether it's in the room, whether it's in a callback, whatever it may be, because you're just not present. Right. Mm-hmm. And the immediate green flag is if you are, and I know that that sounds a little obscure, but that's honestly something you can't always teach you know, you have to, that comes from just believing in yourself and knowing, knowing the material. I think for actors, I think where they have downfalls sometimes is they don't trust the script. Anything you need about your character is written there for you. Mm. Right. And all, all of the material, all of the information that you could possibly need, it's gotta be written there somewhere. So dig a little deeper, you know, and, and trust that it was written for a reason, you know, these screenwriters and directors and everyone who works on the script is, are so 
persistent and good at what they do, you got to trust that it's in the writing, right? Mm. That literally goes back years and years and years. Look at Shakespeare. We're still talking about him. Like, you know, it's always going to stem from that. But that also, as an actor, part of your job is knowing the history of who you are, right? I mean, even if- What you're bringing to the table. Yeah, some might disagree with me on this, but, you know, even if you're reading for- to a two-liner and it's a co-star and you're on screen for for two minutes uh I don't care you know we want it we want to see the work we want to see the work because otherwise then we wouldn't hire actors I want to take your class now (laughs) (laughs) is there one for (laughs) 27 year olds I know. I, I keep, I, I might start to dabble in like young adults. <laughs> Am I not young adult anymore? <laughs> you are, you're still considered a young adult, okay. but in terms of, but you know, like I said, kids are just, they're so moldable, you know, how, mm-hmm. how darn cool is it that, that 15 year old Sarah is going to remember her acting teacher and I'm going to be the cool acting teacher that she remembers. That's so awesome. You know, you but know? On, and on the, the, it is so awesome. And on the flip side of that coin, that's what bothers me even more when there are teachers in um, either like regional theaters or, or your school or whatever, who are toxic and they just like you are so moldable and you are you are trusting this person with so much emotion and just to not have a good experience with someone in that capacity it's like oh, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing I'm glad that you're doing the work because we could talk about that a little bit because that goes back to what I was saying that you know with a college education like that you either are really grateful you get a lot out of it or you really don't and there's no in between right so for yeah. for me speaking from experience, you know, I cultivated some really awesome relationships and I had professors who really had my back, you know, and, and advocated for me when I didn't totally know how to do that yet. Mm -hmm. But with that said, you know, I know a million people who had very, very, very different, different experience, you know, because you're so moldable. I mean, you just like, I remember asking them, should I cut my hair? Should I do this? Should I do, you know, like it's, it's your life. It's your whole appearance, like how you walk through the world, how you walk into a room. They really can affect that much change. That's a lot of power. Absolutely. But again, broken record, you have to be your own biggest advocate. Cause if you yeah. don't believe, I know, but when you're young enough, when you're young enough, it's hard. But still, you know, that that's the funny thing about working with these kids is like, 16 year old Aaron probably knows exactly who he is before I ever did. You know, Mm -hmm. the times are changing. And I think that's a really cool thing to see. And especially in this next generate, oh my God, I sound old now, but (laughs) in this next generation, something I definitely see is, you know, the idea of making your own, your own work and going Mm -hmm. on TikTok and, And it's this whole new kind of evolution where you can make whatever you want happen if you want to make it happen. And I see it in them, you know? Content creation, like making your own work. How do you feel like that's going to influence the industry? I love it so much. I think it's so cool. I think it's so awesome. You can make fun of me as much as you want, but TikTok is so creative. The (laughs) amount of 
the amount of new ideas and collaborations and things like that, that I've seen on there is insane. No, I agree. Oh, cool. Like it's so cool. And the fact that there's now a platform while, you know, it is a little bit scary that's on the internet. It's a huge platform. You know, you can create anything you want and it fuels these younger people to really hone in on that, you know, and ownership of what they're creating and, and being their own one person show, you know, whether it be anything on there, you know, really anything on there. Mm -hmm. I think it's so creative. I think it's so interesting and, uh, daring a little bit. And I love that, you know, I love seeing that some of these people are just going for it. And I think it's really awesome to be honest. So do you think that social media is like a must for anyone like act? No, definitely not a must, Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you're your own manager, you're your own, you know, my boss, my boss uh, has a class that she teaches called I think biz of the business, something to that effect. And, and she always talks about, and, and I completely agree with her that you are your own manager, you're your own agent, you're your own everything at the end of the day. Uh And if you're not looking out for yourself again, no one's really going to hold your hand. So, so I do, I do think that there's a benefit to it. Do I think it's necessary? No, but I also think you want to show the best version of yourself out there, right? Because it's yeah. 2023, you know, you can Google anyone or anything, you I know? know. Isn't that crazy? It's a little, it's a little creepy, but it's also, it also almost holds you accountable, you know, because you think about things sometimes and you're like, oh, wow, I don't want that on the internet, you know? <laughs> um, but then at the same time, you're also like, oh, I could have this seen by a lot of people. So, so it's definitely a little bit of a double debt, double-edged sword. Shannon and I have had this whole thing all the time where when we were living together, she would post something on, on her story. And then sure enough, like four hours later, it was gone. And I was like, Shannon, you you keep deleting things like pick a lane, but it's funny because you do, you, you, you might do it. And then you think about it later and you're like, oh, why did I do that? Totally. But that's the thing is like, if you're going to do something, just do it big, you know? And if you, yeah. if you must, as long up, as you're not offending anyone. <laughs> yeah. Please don't offend anyone. Or, but, yeah, but, yeah. I, but, you know, in terms of, in terms of creativity and things in that lane, you know, yeah. go for it, go for it. I don't see why not, you know? Yes. Okay. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we've, we've, talked about advocating for yourself in the workplace a lot, but how have you, um, brought that kind of mantra into like your personal life? Um, well, being in your twenties is like the longest, biggest roller coaster you could possibly be going on because it's daunting and it changes and evolves every single day, but you learn so much, you know, and in terms of of being your biggest advocate in terms of that. I mean, I would say that stems from going to the grocery store to dating, to your friendships with people, you know, you learn, you learn what makes you, uh, you, the older you get, which is exciting and, Mm -hmm. and 
a little scary at times, of course, but but it's nice to recognize that and learn that as you go. So I think that I think there's a way to do it in a way that um, benefits you and others. I'm I'm not telling anyone to go out there and be like a, a huge you know what to anyone. Like yeah. I, that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is is por los buenos. Do it for the good. Figure it out as you go. Have it come from a great place. And that's all you need, Mm -hmm. you know? No, I I love us getting a little bit more specific because one of the things that drives me crazy is like, you know, those generic um, self-help quotes on Instagram that like I could take and you could take in two completely different directions because they're so terribly generic and like unspecific. It drives me insane. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you're talking to the self-help queen. I mean, I, I have, I have read and done basically anything under the sun is when, in terms of that, but something I've started to learn recently is that you can digest as much as that as you want to, but if you're not doing something with it, and if you're not figuring out what works for you, you're just going to keep digging and digging for something that you're never going to really find. Mm -hmm. so what have you found um what do you mean what do you mean like like in this whole um coming to terms with your own intuition and trusting your own gut and being your own advocate like what have you found out about yourself it's a little bit of a big question but no I I don't I don't know if I've ever actually thought of that but the first thing that comes to my mind is not to play small and not to make yourself smaller to fit in. I think that as women, especially, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a really cool way to be able to dig into your feminine side and still be able to be very womanly and feminine while also holding some space, you know, and and not and not letting that scare you and instead let it invite you into into new territories and new things. Right. So I think that not playing small would be a big one for that. I think I've also learned Mm -hmm. that you cannot love someone else until you love yourself. And what I mean by that is I don't mean saying you think you're pretty or you think you're successful. All of those things are kind of arbitrary. What I'm talking about is when you wake up in the morning, do you like yourself? Do you like who you are becoming and evolving into? And I think that that's huge. And I think that's something that in our 20s, we learn a lot about. Of course, it takes some people longer than others. But I think in specific, this part of your life is the time to be selfish with that a little bit and really see what makes you work. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. also, and, you know, also with that said, healing as you go part of part of learning and growing and evolving as as a 20 something year old woman oh my god because I'm a woman that's what I am now (laughs) and you know but part of part of that in itself is digging into your past and figuring out why you are the way you are why you react in certain ways or certain situations and I think that you can't really move forward until you do that digging. And I think that that would be a huge advice to anyone uh, in a similar boat as me or as- I I just, 
and you know, we can cut this if you want, but I, and I won't be too specific, but, um, you coined this earlier, your phase of what a dating bandit, (laughs) dating bandit and, um, uh, how chaotic that could be at times, which I would love for you to expand on. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We don't have to, but also, but also, wait, but also I was going to say there was this moment that happened in your life that really, I think washed away a lot of pain and allowed you to heal and grow into who you are right now. And so I, I can at least vouch for the advice that you're giving because I've seen it happen to you, like in your life. And that was so, so amazing to watch that, like how that turned completely everything around. Um, so I co-sign. Absolutely. And, and that's another funny thing is it's sometimes not one tiny thing in specific. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, you just wake up and feel so liberated one day, you know, because, because the work works. It does. You know, <laughs> I tell, I tell actors that, you know, it's like a toolbox keep your toolbox. Once you have the tools, you have them, utilize them. And then once you have solid amount of tools, you can fix anything you can't, anything you want. And, and knowing that and having that in your back pocket also stems into life. So, so (laughs) yes, yes, I definitely had certain moments in my, like, I guess that's considered a quarter life crisis. You sure. you could say I had like a slight quarter life crisis, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way because I, if I hadn't, then I wouldn't understand anything since really. So, so I think it's important to have those ups and downs, but I think I'm now going on a tangent. <laughs> it's okay. Um, why don't you, do you want to elaborate at all about, uh, dating dating as a dating bandit or um sure, dating in my god t- I don't even know how to use that phrase in a sentence properly oh yes I was That's absolutely so a dating bandit um and I loved it for a little while you know there's something fun to meeting new people and and uh figuring out what you like in a partner and what you don't like in a partner and things like that I feel like the introverts are cringing at the idea of totally but that's the thing is you're never going to figure it out if you don't if you don't try Mm -hmm. and and if you don't practice right you know meeting people doesn't happen off the cuff you have to you have to practice and you have to work that muscle like anything else in your life so well (laughs) talking about balance I think for a for a for a hot minute I you know was totally dating a lot and I honestly loved every minute of it, minute of it during it. It was fun, you know, dating's fun and it should be fun, but it becomes a point where, like I said before, if you don't love yourself, you can't love someone else. So that becomes apparent in dating. Right. So, mm-hmm. so there was a switch for me where I figured out, you know, maybe I'm doing this because sure it's fun, but maybe I'm avoiding something that I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about. Something something, you know, ding, ding, hoo, hoo. But, um, I don't know what that was. Let's delete it. <laughs> <laughs> or you can keep it or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I think it's part of being in your twenties. I think mm-hmm. everyone should do it, but I think that also ties back into this whole idea of the balancing act with everyone and don't put too many eggs in one basket 
in terms of dating, you know, date around, uh, see what you like, but also don't put too much emphasis on one sector of your life, right? Whether it be friends, dating, work, uh, health, things like that, you got to find a balancing act. And I think the part of figuring that out is focusing on one thing at a time. And I know that happens for a lot of people. It certainly did for me. But if I were to go back and change anything, it would be to have a little bit more balance earlier on for me, I think. I think that's a good call. Yeah. But it's worked out. And we're, okay. now, and we're in our own apartment. How about that? Yes, we are. I live by myself. Um, Do you like it? Because I only did it for like eight months when I first moved to the city. And I, maybe this was a product also of just being like young and scared, (laughs) but I felt like I was always talking to myself, like in my head. And like, I don't know, I, I felt like it affected my relationship with myself in a negative way, but I think that I think I was just too young for it at the time. I see that and I get that, but you know, what else is funny with that is if you're not having those conversations with yourself, you're going to some point down the line and it's going to come bite you in the booty. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you don't learn how to be with yourself by yourself. Oh yeah. I know. I I like being alone. I think it was just like at night, you know, it's like, but I think things creep in. I think that there's a beauty to being with yourself. Yeah. And learning how to be comfortable in that sense, because never in a million years, I thought I think I would live by myself. Um, I mean, for gosh, the the first like month I moved in by myself, I swear I talked to myself in the mirror like all the time. But you learn a lot. I feel like you learn what your um, what's the word like what you're pulled towards and when you need to stop yourself from certain things, when you need to start certain things, putting yourself in different. Am I making any sense? Kind of. I think- like, I think I was, th- I think I was always caught up in like the behavioral aspect of living alone. And like, be- I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. I think the nice thing about living, your living alone is you slowly, but surely get over the whole like FOMO aspect, fear of missing out, you know, yeah. as you get in such a groove with yourself and a schedule and things like that, that that that's definitely was a big thing for me is I learned how to say no. Sometimes I learned how to work from home sometimes, which, you know, is actually really not easy all the time. But I think the biggest thing is I definitely learned how to be with myself. And I think that's really, really tricky for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think what I was trying to say was like, okay, for accountability's sake, when I was living alone, it was oh, like, accountability you know, well, well, it's like, I know I should do this and I know I shouldn't do this. And when I was with roommates, um, they would often make me feel better about doing the things that I shouldn't do and not doing the things that I should do, you know, versus like when you're living alone and then you're just kicking yourself. Cause you're like, I know I should have, you know, had this instead of that. I know I should have done this instead of that, but there's no one there to like validate. It. <laughs> like, okay. But that's another thing that that ties back into this is you kind of have to learn how to, you know, yeah. with that said, you know, definitely living alone, like you'll go for the Uber Eats if you want the Uber Eats because no one's going to tell you not to get it. But <laughs> that at the same time, you know, I think something hugely beneficial also to living by yourself is you learn how to check in with others, right? You learn how mm-hmm. to reach out to I others like more. 
and you're, you're more cognizant of it. So because I'm not, you know, with my roommate all the time or things like that, you, you automatically start thinking like, oh, I could check in with this person or I should probably reach out to this person. Do you think it's benefited your friendships? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely think so because I, I mean, I think it's always been a great thing for me to do check-ins with people and things like that. I, I've always yeah. really enjoyed doing that, but living alone amplifies all that. Right. So yeah. you realize how easily you could be disconnected from people. Right. I was going to say, you might like, I don't want to say crave because it's not like you're lacking, but like look for more connection more frequently. Totally. And, and connection comes in different ways, you know, whether it be coming on this podcast with you or having a 20 minute conversation with my girlfriend, my other girlfriend who lives in New York on, Mm -hmm. you know, when she's walking, walking home from the subway. So it's, it's much easier to do than I think we all feel like it is. Well, I'm also as you are a big phone call girly. And I I feel like my friends that are phone call girlies, like my relationships with them are just so much more frequent because we just chat on the phone. And I understand. It's so funny. I, the phone is another thing where you either like love talking on the phone. I know. I know. And I don't, I don't want to fault anyone that doesn't like talking on the phone because. But I think that there's benefits to it or, or to even have a baby step to the phone calls voice memos. Voice are memos are great. Very effective, you know, yeah. and they're kind of fun. One of my sisters voice memos, like it's her job. And, and it's so fun because I can also hear it from like her point of view. Have you seen that TikTok? That's like my friend, I probably actually sent it to you, but it was like, um, my morning podcast is my, like the 20 minute voice memo. My friend sent me. <laughs> oh no, that's so funny though. Cause it's so true. And it's, yeah, I think they're fun. I think it's a cool way to connect, uh, without the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for without the, uh, like the pressure pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And the time commitment. I mean, I get it, but, um, yeah. Okay. That's great. Well, I'm glad that you are enjoying it so far. Totally. And I, in terms of time commitment too, you definitely learn how important your time is when you're living alone. Uh, you know, because if I am not up for going to a two hour dinner, you can say no, you know, mm-hmm. or, or even like, even when I'm watching on TV and things like that, you know, I feel, I feel like time is so precious and that's definitely amplified when you're living by yourself because because you're with yourself so much yeah yeah Uh, but I think that's a cool thing to learn I think that's really beneficial in the end with all this being said I'm I'm very curious about this because I don't remember the last time I asked you this but knowing all of this and knowing yourself better now and kind of what you want um to an extent because of course like you get introduced to new things as life goes on and that's exciting. That's, and I, and I love that. Um, but how do you think up until this point, your experiences have shaped your goals and aspirations? Um, I, that's a tricky one for me. I, I think that, is there any, you can answer too, if there's like, I think I, I think I have an answer for you. I, I think that the older I get, uh, learning all of this and figuring all this out gives me that more 
much more ammunition that I can be a mom and be working still. Absolutely. And, you know, Mm -hmm. being in our higher twenties, it's something we can talk about and not be scared about talking about, you know, but, but yeah, absolutely. Like, oh my gosh, I want because that's something that's important to you too. Absolutely. Yeah. I want a soccer team. Like I want, (laughs) I want, I want a little, I want a little team that could put on their own shows, you know, um, only if they want to do that, but, (laughs) um, but you know, I think that, I think that's something that I've learned as I went, cause I, in, in the back of my mind, I was always kind of like, oh, I think I have to pick a lane on that one. I think I Mm -hmm. either have to be, keep growing and, and keep evolving with work or, decide to be a mother. And I am learning now that that's not the case. You can do it all if you want to do it all. And of course, like acknowledging, like it does take some financing, but like you can do it. Yeah, exactly. And and understanding that, that there's a time and place for all this. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So, but I think, but I think in terms of uh, futuristic things, being, being a wife, being a mom and still being, being a boss world and a teacher and things like that. I think you can do it all. And I don't see, I don't see any reason not to, you know, you might be a little sleepy, but you can sleep when you're dead. (laughs) I think, I think it's totally doable. And I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for that chapter. It's not, not, not anywhere soon, but, but I think that that's something cool to learn about your future. And not to mention, I think all the work that you do, if you are actively doing the work on yourself and your body and your mind and all these things that we've touched upon, uh, it also translates into how you will be as a boss, as a mother, as a teacher, you know, and, and that's really cool to learn about, you know, and it's really awesome to navigate and figure that out because, because once you do, you're able to give so much more of yourself to others. I don't think we'll ever know until we try, Yeah. but I think going in with the mindset of understanding and growing and learning and mm-hmm. always have that mindset, regardless of the situation you're in, I truly think can only benefit both yourself and whoever you're, you're with. Yeah. yeah. Well, Michaela, I feel like this has been very insightful and I'm just so grateful that you were so willing to share all of your experiences and advice and like guidance and tidbits. And it's just, you're just, you're so thoughtful and I'm just so appreciative. So thank I'm so you. appreciative of you. Thanks for having me on. I was nervous. I know, but there's no reason to be nervous. <laughs> I know. I know. But podcasts again are another content creation and, and it's yeah. a totally new facet for me. So this is Tonight, this is something, me trying something totally new, but oh, good. Um, that's what, yeah. that's one of, um, uh, Dean and I are trying to do more new things and we did pickleball last week. <laughs> so that was our new thing. That is pickleball, though. It was good. We played in central park, which is kind of cool. Um, but it was a lot more fun cause there was so much less running. Like I, I'm not a tennis player or anything. Um, but it's a lot a lower impact, I think. Um, so I personally enjoyed it a lot. Oh, maybe I could try that. Cause yeah, I'm not a good runner. I run on my, toe. I don't like running. Yeah. I'm more of a dancer. It's doubles. You always play doubles. So it's fun. It's kind of like social too. 
that's fun well thank you for having me thank you for coming on um again like for anyone who is new listening the reason I love these conversations is because I just feel like you don't know what you don't know and the more people that I'm able to talk to who can share their experiences and their work and their learnings of life I just I take something away every single time and so I'm just grateful to be able to share these conversations I love you thank you everyone for listening this has been thoughtful intentions with Fiona Winch and Michaela Kramer peace out